Madison, seven days in November, 1963. Wednesday the 20th. President John Kennedy starts his last full day in the White House, sending a Western Union telegram to Madison for UW President Fred Harvey Harrington to read at that afternoon's dedication of the Joseph P. Kennedy Jr. Memorial Laboratories, funded in part by a quarter-million-dollar grant from the Family Foundation. Kennedy, whose sister Rosemary had developmental disabilities and suffered a primitive lobotomy in 1941, salutes lab director Dr. Harry Weissman on his efforts to, quote, conquer the vast field of mental retardation and its attendant problems. President also sends his youngest brother, Senator Edward Kennedy, and brother-in-law Sergeant Shriver, the Peace Corps director, to tour the lab, attend a symposium, and hold a dedicatory luncheon at the Memorial Union. Friday the 22nd. Humid, high in the 60s, chance of rain. In downtown Dallas, two Madison men see the presidential motorcade go by. Tire man George Holmes is in town on business. Army Lieutenant Bruce Kepke is on his way from officer training in Oklahoma, home to Nakoma for a month's leave. Not long after the motorcade passes, Kepke hears what he thinks are firecrackers. Early afternoon, music hall. Professor Gunnar Johansson's chamber music class. Choking back sobs, he turns to the Kreutzer Sonata. Campus religious centers hold special services. The Ratskiller is crowded but quiet, a hushed murmur as people jam in to watch the coverage. But in the Capitol Rotunda, Owen Rearson, 24, wearing a swastika armband and giving the Nazi salute, is loudly celebrating the assassination as, quote, a miracle for the white race. Out on bail from his arrest for disrupting a memorial to the four black girls killed in the Birmingham church bombing in September, Rearson tries to hand out racist and anti-Semitic literature before he's again arrested for disorderly conduct. By evening, it is raining hard. Monday the 25th. Cloudy and damp, high 44 for the day of the president's funeral. Everything's closed. Everybody's either in church or watching TV. 8 a.m. 800 pack the pews and aisles of St. Raphael's Cathedral for a pontifical requiem low mass for the first Catholic president. 10 o'clock, the member bars of the Dane County Tavern League shut down for three hours. The Lorraine Hotel puts a TV in the lobby. A sound system on the Capitol Square blares patriotic songs. Even the bad guys take a break. In the five hours for funeral and burial, only six police calls. Fifty is the norm. After the burial, the state's official memorial service at Lincoln Terrace. A silent crowd of 10,000 ascends Bascom Hill to mourn one martyr in the shadow of another. Carillon bells ring, somber and slow. Muffled drums herald the ROTC units. The university choir sings hymns. The marching band plays the national anthem. Harrington and other dignitaries make remarks. Then the benediction. Taps. Drums beating retreat. The crowd quietly melts away. Just in time for the five o'clock reopening of the four downtown movie theaters. Eight o'clock. 1,500 overflow the First Congregational Church for a multi-denominational service. Something is wrong in our land, Reverend Alfred Swan declares. We rely too much on violence. Too many weapons are flashed before the eyes of the young. Protestant and Jewish clergy read scripture and lead prayers, and many in the crowd cry as they sing America the Beautiful. 
Tuesday the 26th. Dane County Judge Bensley orders Rearson to the State Hospital Wapon for a mental exam. For you to derive pleasure and satisfaction from such a wanton act of malicious violence, Bensley says, is evidence to this court that you may be deranged. Rearson says he's entitled to his political beliefs and that the rotunda crowd should be charged for threatening him. Rearson's attorney quits representing him because, quote, he is now personally repulsive to me. Then Wisconsin officials discover Rearson is on parole from a second-degree robbery conviction in California. February 18, 1964. Wisconsin extradites Rearson, and he serves out his sentence at San Quentin. Rearson dies in Washington, D.C. in 1986 at age 46, the same age President Kennedy was when he died. And that's this week's Madison History Podcast. For the award-winning WORT News Team, I'm Stu Levitan.